What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago. Just last year, I was sitting here openly talking, no, bragging about how my baseball team felt like championship contenders. I feel like an idiot because now the players seem over it, executives are out, and owners are wearing the options of leaving their south side home. So what the hell is going on with the White Sox? Here to answer is Herb Lawrence with CHGO's White Sox podcast. It's Monday, August 28th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago is talking about. Her, welcome back to CityCast. Thank you for having me back, Toby. I appreciate you uh, having me back. And, you know, we always talk when there's some bad White Sox stuff, but there's never any good White Sox stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, the last few conversations we've had, they've gone from optimistic to extremely critical to now, I'm not ready to hit the panic button, but recently news that Sox owners were thinking about, uh, you know, a lease ending in the next six years and weighing their stadium options. Uh, you know, is this all smoke or is there a real chance the Sox can leave? Well, they have six years left to make that decision on their lease because that's when it runs out, I believe, in 2029. But the, the White Sox have pulled this move in the past before where they threatened to move. If you guys remember the late 80s, the Jerry Reinsdorf, who was still the owner of the White Sox, he threatened to move the team to Tampa. And mm -hmm. um, it was a last minute, actually, some say over the time uh, thing, effort by governor at that time, Big Jim Thompson, to make sure the White Sox stay in Chicago. And so that's why the White Sox still have the sweetheart of a deal that they had back in the day, because, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf worked his political connections to get the deal that he wants. And Subsequently, he's done an interview with Sadar Aficionado where he pretty much stated that he uses teams and uses cities to leverage and get the advantage for himself to get the best deal for negotiations. So this is what that is. I mean, if you think about the city they were talking about specifically was Nashville, Tennessee. Great city. There's about 1.5 people in the Nashville area. Chicagoland area is like 9 million. And if you yeah. generously give the, or you like modestly give the White Sox 30% of that nine, that's still 2.7 million you're picking off from a charter franchise of the American League. They're not going to move them from Chicago. They're not going to allow them to move from Chicago, more importantly. And secondly, there's plenty of areas here in the Chicagoland area, even if it isn't in Chicago proper, okay. that you can move to that you retain the fan base and then you build a beautiful stadium. The only thing I want out of this is for taxpayers to be smart, not allow the White Sox or the state of Illinois or the city of Chicago to tax you for that stadium. Mm -hmm. We've been through that with the stadium the White Sox are currently in a guaranteed rate. 
and the what and the stadium that the Bears are leaving from in Soldier Field, which the city of Chicago still owes five hundred million dollars. Yep. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's I just want uh, voters to be smart and say yes, he's coming to our city if it's some suburban municipality, um, but he's going to have to pay for that, or whoever the owner is at the time is going to pay for that themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I saw those reports that a developer is preparing to be here for guarantee in this case, but you think that's just maybe pushing the narrative for what do you think ultimately the White Sox owners are prioritizing? Is it a new stadium somewhere else? Is it development around Sox Park, maybe selling the team? I know Reinsdorf is 87, you know, what, what do you think they're prioritizing doing this now? You say they did it in the 80s, but, you know, it's 2023 now. I think Reinsdorf is looking for somebody to pay for a stadium. So that's why he floated Nashville so he can get the negotiations going with the city of Chicago so they can give him a sweetheart of a deal like they did with the guaranteed rate. So that's what he's angling for. If he wanted to sell, he bought in for $19 million and he's probably going to leave with either 2 to 3 to $4 billion on the sale of the White Sox. It's time to go if he wanted to do that. And he's 87, like you said. What's the rush? You know, you could just use that money for yourself, kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids. It'll be generational wealth for ages. So I don't think he wants to sell the team or else he would have already, you know, inquired about it. I think he wants the city of Chicago to give him a plot of land and he'll pay some of it. But for the most mm-hmm. part, the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois will have to put a major bill of part of that if he gets his druthers. And I just want our people to know, don't do that. Pay for infrastructure like the Bears in Arlington Heights. <laughs> Because you're going to use those roads even mm-hmm. when game day is not there. You're not going to use the game of the stadium during games or during the days that the, they're not playing there, you're, even though you paid for it. I feel like in less than a year, talk to a, a, a group who made the documentary Last Comiskey to talk mm-hmm. about the the park before the one now. And the one we got now is just 30 plus years. I think the first season they played there was the year I was born. I mean, that don't seem that old for a stadium. No, it's not. But the thing is, there's so many stadiums that have been built and rebuilt in the time that the White Sox stadium guarantee rate has been built. So 91 was the White Sox stadium open. Since then, the Atlanta Braves have moved into a new stadium. They moved from, uh, I think, Fulton County Stadium to Turner Field, and now they're at Truist. Like, they have switched parks in that time to three different parks since the White Sox have been just in their same park. And that same thing happened with Texas. The Rangers now have a brand new park and their park that was open after the White Sox built in 91 is now desolate. Um, so that's where baseball is going. Even Arizona is asked for a new stadium. Milwaukee's got a lot of stadium problems and they're floating, moving to uh, Nashville too. So, it's the nature of the beast that is in Major League Baseball now. I got you. I mean, if this is all a tactic to get a better deal from the city, what are city leaders responding with so far? Like you said, they already having to deal with uh, the Arlington Heights Bears. Now they're, you know, the White Sox are floating um, some some dissension. You know, how, how have the leaders responded? I haven't seen the official things from Mayor Brandon Johnson as yet, but the alderman of Bridgeport came out after that report was released on Crane's Chicago business and said, you know, we got to keep the White Sox in Bridgeport. So they're thinking like, it seems like that person is more conciliatory. Like, hey, we would be willing to pay for a couple, uh, you know, things for the stadium and, and make some contributions to keep them in Bridgeport so they can continue to be the ballpark or, or the team in that area. But they just want to make sure the White Sox stay there 
So the culture, the atmosphere that's been there for probably hundreds of years, a hundred years plus when Comiskey was initially uh, built there to stay in that area. I think there's better areas for this White Sox team to be looking for a stadium like that new the 78 area that's um, like adjacent to the South Loop is a great place for the White Sox to look for because the backdrop will be the Chicago skyline, which is undefeated. But mm-hmm. I know people who are Southsiders and put, take pride in the South Side wouldn't necessarily agree that that is the South Side. That's like, you know, more the loop. And that's not what White Sox baseball is built on. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that. I care about the aesthetics and people coming to our ballpark to see the spectacle of the ballpark and to see the great city that we have here. I mean, if, you know, worst case scenario seems to be off the table in terms of them relocating to, or at least theoretically, it's not off the table, right? Mm -hmm. Them moving to another city. But the idea that they'd move to even the 78 or the South Loop, you know, what do you think that would mean for for Chicago, for the South Side that that takes such pride in the Sox? Mm Mm-hmm. People, you know, take pride in being a Southsider, et cetera. And I don't know. Like, I know White Sox fans would still be fans of the team if they just moved to the 78 or one of these suburbs like uh, Naperville, Arlington Heights, et cetera. But, yeah, the Sox are the Southside. I mean, they pretty much have been here since the beginning of them starting playing in 1901. So um, I would like for them to maybe find a way to refurbish Guaranteed rate. Is is there a situation to do like what Wrigley did over the last few years, like building a a Gallagher's Way type joint? I think they had pushback from the local businesses and the local leaders in Bridgeport about doing that because the White Sox have added things. They've added the Shy Sox Bar and Grill, which is adjacent or on top of or uh, underneath the guaranteed rate on the Mm -hmm. other side of the street. But I don't know if Sox chains are necessarily looking for that because it takes away areas for tailgating. That's one of the big things that you, if you were to put those shops, malls, uh, other extra things. I've done the, the, the tailgate in the parking lot. It's different out there. Yeah, that's what White Sox fans love, tailgating and lot A, lot B, lot C, etc. And so I think the, the, the main point for White Sox fans is to have a better ballpark experience I don't think White Sox fans are necessarily fed up with the guarantee with guarantee rate because I think it's an all right, fine baseball stadium and has great food and beer options. But the stadium overall, if you're looking at all the rest of the stadiums in Major League Baseball, is kind of mid, and that's what Jerry's looking at. It's like you know we're missing out on a bunch of ad, ad revenue, a bunch of dollars that we could be getting because people are not coming here as they come for Wrigley as the destination sport. I mean, it's something about that that walk from parking lot G with a couple row beers that I feel is a part of the the like fan experience. It's, it's, it's a part of the indoctrination. But I understand when so much is about big stadium, big entertainment. I don't think they need a lot because the stadium, as you said, is not that old. It's not decrepit. It's not falling apart like Wrigley was. I just think they just need more of an entertainment value there and a better game day experience. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. 
As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you could transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. How would you sum up the White Sox season thus far? Um, disappointing is not strong enough a word. Whatever disaster <laughs> is the strongest word I can come up with. Because this team, this White Sox team, before the season, coming off an 81 and 81 year where they were supposed to be competing and they finished 12 games behind the Cleveland Guardians, that was disappointing. Mm -hmm. They're 27 games worse than that team. And so there is nothing that, like, that could be explained other than this is a disaster of a season for the White Sox. Anything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Players have been hurt. Players have been popping off at the mouth. Players have been sniping at each other. Players have fought. Suspended. <laughs> suspended for fighting. Players have fought each other. The manager seems lost. We're caring about things that are don't actually affect winning or the, the organization way too much. And that's one of the things the White Sox are guilty of the most, that they care about things that don't affect the bottom line way too much. And so this season, 2023, has just been the worst, and I don't know if it's going to get better because the latest moves that Jerry Reinsdorf has made, or at least rumored that he's going to be making, don't leave any White Sox fans with any confidence that it's going to get better. I mean, we've experienced some disappointing disaster seasons in the last 18 years or so, right? And we've seen new players come in, different teams. But one thing we haven't really seen our executive heads rolling. And last week we saw, you know, GM Rick Hahn and former VP Ken Williams get fired from the team. I mean, was that writing on the wall or was that a shocker for you? It was an absolute shocker for me. And I can speak for most White Sox fans, shocker for them. Because after last year, we were expecting maybe one or both would get fired because of how devastatingly bad that season was last year with Tony La Russa leaving halfway through because of medical <laughs> issues and all the things that went into that one. So this year, we were like, we're resigned to the fact that maybe those guys are just going to be on the team forever because Jerry Reinsdorf is loyal to a fault to his his uh, front office. But that Tuesday, I was going to a, a, a documentary a screening at Guaranteed Rate for the 50 Years of Hip Hop and how the White Sox Iconics yeah. SOX hat kind of is indoctrinated itself into hip-hop culture in the early 90s and still to this day. And I got my message right then, and I was like, what? You know, my jaw dropped to the ground and literally was parking at to go inside. And I had to turn around to do a emergency podcast here at CHGO. And most of the people that day on Twitter and all the rest of the social medias were saying, sharing the same type of sentiment. Like, I couldn't believe this day is happening. Oh, my God. 
I don't think they were happy that the actual people were getting fired because no one wants to see somebody get fired. But they were happy that accountability finally came to 35th and Shields where it hadn't been in a long time. As you said, I don't think there's people who are alive that don't know if either Kenny Williams or Rick Hahn have been a part of the White Sox. So I was going to say, how long did that energy last? Literally probably 18 hours because then <laughs> there was a, a report, a rumor the next day from a guy who usually has a good end to the White Sox. His name is Bob Nightingale from USA Today. He's a baseball columnist, and he pretty much put a report out saying Chris Getz, who is the minor league coordinator for the White Sox, is going to be the new general manager. And he said he's going to bring another guy in from the outside. He didn't like say they may be the guys. He said he is going to be the guy. And so White Sox fans after that were apoplectic because the Chris Getz guy is not good at the job he's doing now and as minor league coordinator for the White Sox as they have one of the worst minor leagues in Major League Baseball. But he doesn't come close to being qualified for the general manager and Jerry Reinsdorf is going to be depending on him or the next person who's going to be general manager as being the sole voice of White Sox baseball and White Sox operations, which is, to me, ludicrous to do it for a guy like Chris Getz. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about frustration amongst the fan base, frustration and shock amongst the media. Obviously, there has to be some disappointment in the front office for this move to happen. But what about player morale? I mean, shortstop Tim Anderson, outfielder Eloy Jimenez, these are two of the team's biggest stars, and they're openly discussing their frustrations with not just themselves, but with this team in this season. Yeah, and I think that's a reflection of the leadership or the lack thereof of the White Sox, uh, if you guys remember the movie, remember the Titans, there's a line in there that attitude reflects leadership. And that's what's happening. Since the owner is the head leader of the White Sox and he doesn't seem to care about anything else but himself in the bottom line. And that filters down down to everybody in the organization. And that's why you get those quotes from Tim Anderson and you get the kind of lackluster response from Eloy Jimenez after he's asked, did you guys have a discussion about leadership in the clubhouse? And he's like, not really. That's not a good answer. Not a good mm-hmm. answer at all. Even if you had to lie about it and say, oh, no, we like to keep that in house or we, we're not going to discuss uh, private clubhouse stuff with you guys in the media, I wouldn't accept that answer. The answer he gave was just uh, indicative to what type of atmosphere is there at 35th and Shields where leadership is a big time void. And Jose Abreu, for all the stuff he did on the field, was a leader in the clubhouse. And so when he left this offseason to go to Houston, that you know pretty much you know signaled that leadership is gone off this team. And you see it's reflected in the record because mostly, except for Jose Abreu, the same players came back and they're 27 games worse than they were last year. I mean, what's next? Is it... Uh, is there some late rally here with this new momentum, or is are we looking at collapse and rebuild? What, what what's coming, man? Because I can't, I don't, I don't know if my heart could take a relocation. So let's just focus on the on the playing ball. Yeah, I think they can actually, you know, they have plenty of money available. Jerry Reinsdorf is a billionaire, and if he really wanted to, he can spend all the money he wants to. But he doesn't believe in that philosophy. The White Sox are one of three teams I think remaining that have never spent a hundred million dollars or more on a contract for a free agent, ever. And that is very sad. In this day and age, when they're sending out $300, 400 $500 million contracts, 
like it's, you know, just passing the bridge on the street. And the White Sox haven't even got to the bottom level of that. So he can change his mind, but I don't think an 87-year-old is known for changing his mind this late in his life and this late in his ownership. So I think we're going to get more of the same. Jerry trying to win his way where his payroll is mid, mid-level. They have availability to spend some money that just to make them up to the level that they are this year, which is about $187 million. The competitive balance tax, which Jerry does not want to go over, is about 237 or at least estimated to there. So they have a good you know, $40, $50 million to wiggle with between there and the competitive balance tax. So he could go out and get some really good players. And he's going to need to because the White Sox only have two starting pitchers signed for next year. That's Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech. So they need to actually sign some starting pitchers. Um, and so there's opportunities to do some things and make this team instantly better. The only problem that White Sox fans have is they know that Jerry is not too interested in making big time waves like that. Well, I think we answered the leadoff question today. What the hell is going on with the White Sox? A little bit of everything. Uh, Herb Lawrence with CHGO Sports. Thank you for stopping by CityCast. Really appreciate you guys having me on. Peace. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. This Wednesday, a Bring Chicago Home Southside Town Hall will be happening at St. Thomas Lutheran Church in South Shore. Community members can learn about the ordinance to tax high-end real estate sales to pay for services for unhoused Chicagoans. Attendees can also ask questions of local alders. And some good news. You can enjoy Chicago Jazz Festival all week long with events across the city. Tonight, I'm thinking about popping up at the Elastic Arts in Logan Square to see Coco Alyssa's Elixir Ensemble. Yeah, that's a tongue twist to say it five times fast. Their events happening every single day, including four days of jazz in Millennium Park beginning Thursday. For the full schedule, check the show notes. Also, if you like me and you need to get yourself a new driver's license, make sure you head to chicago.citycast.fm to check out changes coming to the DMV. That's also where you can subscribe to our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago. Some people call it the best damn newsletter in the city. Who are some people? Me. Tomorrow on the pod, we're talking about yet another Illinois corruption trial. I know they never stop. Hopefully you'll join me. Peace.